Hi, I'm Tiffany, and you are listening to the Legacy Lounge Podcast. If you are a high-achieving, mission-driven entrepreneur who wants to elevate your income, impact, and influence, you're in the right place. I left my corporate career as a creative director for Fortune 500 brands to create a legacy with my work and to support entrepreneurs to do the same. And I'm not talking about having your name on a building or statues in your image. I'm talking about leaving behind a positive impact and creating something enduring that can be passed on. You pour your time, energy, and passion into your business. So let's make sure your efforts will create a ripple effect that reaches far into the future. Each monthly series will guide you through the business, leadership, and life skills you need to successfully leave a legacy that stands the test of time. And each episode is totally valuable on its own. We are here to provide you with the tools and ideas to make massive shifts and quantum leaps in your business, transforming you from entrepreneur into legacy brand. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Legacy Lounge, and I am joined today by an amazing friend, mentor, and client, Elizabeth Hartke, and reminder that this month's theme is a vision, so we're really going to be talking into not only how to build a vision that you feel amazing about for your company, but also Liz's vision about working with families within your business. So Liz is a business leadership strategist who works with entrepreneurs to grow their empire, build generational wealth, and leave behind a powerful legacy. So as you can see, uh, we have one common thing, well, many common things in general, but especially the legacy piece. So Liz, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Tiff. I'm so excited. Awesome. So I always like to start out these legacy leader episodes with the same question. And that is what does legacy mean to you and why is it so important? Hmm. That's, that's a deep one for me because the idea of legacy has been something that's just kind of bred into the way I was raised. So for me, uh, coming from a, you know, first generation family, both sides of my family, and really experiencing the power of roots and knowing where you come from and the legacy of your family. It always just stuck with me and struck me. Um, But now to me, it's so much about uh, not just what we're leaving behind, but how we're choosing to live today. I think a lot of people have this vision in their head of legacy as you know, on their front porch when they're 85 in their rocking chair and oh, looking back on, you know, what they've created instead of saying, okay, the only way that you're going to be able to have the glory of sitting in that rocking chair and being proud of what you've created is determined by how you're living and what you're gifting the people who matter most or the people you influence today. So to Mm -hmm. me, uh, it's, it's, it's about family. It's about the impact and the influence you have on them. And um, the ripple effect you're sending out into the world that's going to transcend you, that will outlive you. Uh, and that's a powerful notion. And it's one that I've witnessed through the stories from generations prior to me, people that I've never met that they're so old that there aren't even physical pictures of them, but I feel like I know them and I know their history and I know their story and I know their impact because it was so great and it was gifted to future generations. 
Mm, that is so good. And I love that you bring that into, it's not only just what you leave behind, that's part of it, but also what you're doing today. Because I think it's so easy to be, some people are caught up in the moment and only focused on today and not focused on that future and the legacy or vice versa. So mm -hmm. it's really both at the same time. So my next question is really, I know you talk about leadership a lot. Your company um, is called Luminary Leadership. So you're all about leadership and self-leadership. And as a leader, I'm just curious if you can share with everybody, like what specifics, maybe a few things that you could share that you've been doing in your business to ensure that you're leaving a legacy. Cause it's, it is a lot about our families and that, but then I believe too, that we're leaving a legacy through our businesses and the content that we create and, you know, how we're serving our clients. And that's also a ripple effect when we serve our clients, they're serving their clients and that, you know, it just goes out from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, for me, it comes team first. So I look at my legacy, not just being, um, how I serve my clients or how the content that I put out there when I write a book or something like that, it's more so who am I raising up in leadership so that whether or not I'm physically present, creating the things, the message, the values, the mission is still being carried forth. And I think that's a common mistake of a lot of entrepreneurs is they're more um, client first, which is a critical thing, right? If our clients aren't happy or customers always right, attitude has a lot of tr truth to it. But if you uh, raise yourself up in leadership, to, to me, leadership is really a bridge to a lot of the things that we want in life, both in business and at home. So when we raise ourselves up in leadership and we start to develop the actual ways of thinking and characteristics of, of a leader who's willing and courageous enough to carry out a mission, and then we lead others well, we pull out of them that leader that's within them so that they can go on to lead in their mission within your organization, that creates the positive ripple effect that we're looking for. And then the things like the impact we make on our clients or the content we put out into the world actually has staying power because it's not just coming from us out into the world, it's coming through multiple people. Uh, no matter what people's faith is, I always think of um, kind of how Jesus like led in his mission through his disciples and through his apostles. It wasn't just him direct to consumer with his message. It was raising other people up in a message, in a mission, and trusting that even when he was gone, it was going to be carried forward. And now we're 2000 years later, and it's still, you know, across the entire globe with so much power. So I look at it that way. And I so that's a big piece of why leadership is so critical. It's not just a me thing. It's very much a bigger than me thing. When you decide to step into leadership, there's a lot of selflessness and courageousness that comes from saying, okay, I, I'm going to choose this path to lead, not just to manage, not just to create, um, but to ensure that other people are being raised up with me along the way. Yeah, I love that. And that's one thing that I've learned from you. And it's, I truly think it's so important. And it's the difference between leaving a legacy and not because, you know, and if you're, if somebody is a solopreneur and listening to this, you know, we're talking about vision here today. So most likely your vision is to grow your business into something bigger. So if you're listening, you're like, well, I don't even have a team. So I, you know, this isn't really relevant. It still totally is because as you grow, you can be thinking it's actually a good thing rather than having a team and then realizing that you need to be a better leader, thinking about that now in advance and like, how can you lead yourself first and then be a great leader from the start with a team mm -hmm. is really, really important. I love that. Um, so now 
now that we have a little sense of you, and I, we're going to dive in a lot deeper about that too, once we get in, because I, I can't wait for people to hear more about your business, but I want to kind of back up a little bit and talk specifically about branding since we went through the branding process together. And, um, and so I just, that's why I wanted to interview you is I just like fell in love with how you do business and what you're doing. And so I really wanted to get this message out into the world even more than you already are putting it out there. So why do you believe having a legacy brand is important for a business? Uh, one, I think it sets you apart because we live in a world, especially in the entrepreneurial space, where uh, people are so focused on the superficial side of branding, like what's on the surface. And it's not just even branding, it's it's what they present to the world. You look at social media and it's you know a centimeter deep. You're not really getting the true story and the true depth and the legacy behind anything. You're getting whatever's vapid, whatever's just front facing. Uh, and you're you're like a part of the noise. You know what I mean? You're not set apart. You're not uh, making that impact. But to me, the work that we did together through creating that legacy brand is something that has roots, that's some, something that can outlive me, something that can be sold, which is a smart way of thinking when you're in business, or something that can be, um, someone else can take it and run with it. It was funny, I was mentoring someone the other day, and she said, I knew when this mission was placed on my heart, uh, it wasn't my job to carry it to the finish line. It was my job to get it started. And I know that at some point I'm going to be passing it along to someone else who can take it further than I can. And that to me is like that ultimate selflessness Absolutely. in leadership because you're seeing that it, the mission is bigger than you and your ego. And that's, but in order to do that, you have to develop a brand that has those roots, that has the message and the mission. That's not just a, a series of products or offers or things that are on the table that people can buy or make transactions transactions with you, but they're actually uh, coming along for a journey through that legacy, through that story, through who you are at the core. And the cool thing is, is when you create a legacy brand, that you can't be duplicated. You can't be copied. It's it's not something that someone can take and say, oh, that looks pretty. And I like that, those colors. And oh, the language, the copy on this is really good. I'm just going to kind of create something really similar because unless they're literally stealing your identity, they're not going to be, it's not going to make any sense for it to come through them. So to me, it ensures the stability and uh, building something that's going to stand the test of time, which is the whole concept around a legacy. So when we did that work together, it helped me to see that possibility that was outside of me and to really breathe life into a mission that was gifted to me that I know it's not, I, my hope is that it outlives me. My hope is that, you know, 180 years from now when I die, <laughs> that I drink, I have so many freaking supplements every day that if I don't live to be 180, I'm going to be really ticked. So in 180 years when I die, I, someone else will take this torch and continue to make this ripple effect. And because that legacy and those roots are there. Yeah, so beautiful. I couldn't have said it better myself. So that's why I wanted to ask that question specifically. And also, I'd love for you to speak a little bit because it's been like a good over, gosh, a year, year and a half since we went through the initial phase and I came to your farm and um, we went through and actually came up, you know, with the brand. And I would love to hear just a little bit about the evolution. So for those of you listening who aren't familiar with my process of creating a legacy brand, it really allows you to look into the future, but it also allows you to evolve and shift and pivot under it. So 
when Liz and I worked together, um, we developed the brand that is now um, Luminary Leadership. And everything, you know, the mission statement, vision, values, voice, all of those things. But obviously, as time goes on and you really dig deeper into it, when you moved from simply being Elizabeth Hardkey, which you always will be, but into this bigger vision, you know, things do evolve. So I would love to hear a little bit about that, like how using a legacy as a lens and branding and how it informed where you are today. Hmm. I, I think it's so necessary to create your brand as like a living, breathing thing so that it has the opportunity to evolve and grow. Because when we were doing that process together, if we were so staunch and stuck in exactly what we were creating, which you're essentially kind of creating in a vacuum, right? It's not that I've gone out and asked the world what they want me to name something or how they want me to tell a story. I'm making some assumptions and you're giving me prompts to help pull out of me my ideas. But then when you put it into the world, it starts to get that real-time feedback and it starts to get some energy and you start to get creative and going, I'm someone that can create a thousand ideas in a day. They, 90, 999 of them might suck, but they, I'll come up with a thousand of them. So if I didn't have the space to weave in new concept or to, to hear how other people are receiving it or see what's working or just my life changes or I go through something that shifts or the company go through, through something that shifts, and we evolve, that's what I loved about the process was that, yeah, we, we created those roots, we created values and a backbone that shouldn't change because it's who we are. We're not gonna shift who we are, but we can shift how we do what we do, or we can shift uh, how we're front facing or the, come up with new stories that we tell that really support the brand that we're building. So to me, it felt like we created something that was breathing, that was, growing with us instead of something that was so static. I think that's the process that I've experienced in the past was when I'm working with someone with branding, they're like, okay, give us some, go on Pinterest, come up with a mood board, let us know some things you like, words you say, words you don't, send it to us. And then they send you this static report that's here's your brand and it doesn't have a pulse. Mm. And that was the biggest difference for me was this was a, a, a living thing outside of me. And that's the whole legacy concept, right? Like if it has those roots and it's living outside of me, then it can go on without me. It can go forward with or without me, hopefully with me for another 180 years. And well, I'll retire in 170 years, but then I'll die in 180. So I, I just, for me, that's such a gift is to come up with this concept that is, it has space to grow with you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. And so in the work together, then obviously we created like the vision and it's come to life so amazingly over the past year. It's just been awesome to be in it with you and to watch it and see it evolve and grow, but also still keep those really deep roots. So I'd love for you to just explain to the audience a little bit about your vision and really what Luminary Leadership is all about, because I feel so as a, as a mother, as a wife, you know, um, I'm just so in love with what you're putting out there. And I, I do want that to be heard by others. And then even if you don't have a family or you don't have a family yet, I feel like the leadership piece and, and what we talked about earlier is still really relevant, but I love what you're doing, especially with like the raising luminaries and, um, just how you're serving leaders on all different levels within business, kids all over the place. Yeah, I, I've been doing 
something in this form of mentoring entrepreneurs for 10 years. It's evolved a lot over the last 10 years. If you saw the business 10 years ago, you wouldn't recognize it compared to where it is today, both in size, but also in how I do what I do and scalability and all that stuff and team and everything. And But one thing I found was, especially the first half of those 10 years, was I was really good at taking an entrepreneur and helping them scale and grow. And I had on my heart that I wanted to give them more freedom. That was kind of my mission and my thing. I want to help you scale your business so you're not stuck in time for money. So you're not, you know, having to work all the time because I grew up with parents who were entrepreneurs and grandparents and aunts and uncles, and they operated their business with such ethics and integrity that it taught me so much. But one thing they didn't have, they had flexibility because they were entrepreneurs, but they didn't have freedom because they were very much, uh, you know, the only way you're getting paid is if you're actually working. working. So witnessing that for so many years and seeing the sacrifices that were made, I was like, okay, I want to do what they did as far as impact, but I don't want to do it at the expense of my time all the time. Mm -hmm. So I started to support entrepreneurs in, in that. But what I found was every single one of them, Tiff, like whether they were an earlier stage entrepreneur or the multi-million dollar earners that I mentor, didn't matter. They all were capped in potential and growth, not by strategy and business and what they could apply and how they could grow their business, but in who they were becoming through leadership. They were capped by themselves and they were also capped by their quality of life at home. Meaning if building the dream business, even if it was totally scaled, even if they had all the free time in the world and they had millions of dollars of you know passive income coming through, if it came at the expense of their relationships or what matters most or raising their kids up and being connected to that process, essentially if it came at the expense of their family, which it often does, it was no longer a dream. Mm-hmm. So they would get it and be miserable or they'd get it and then just set the next goal because that initial goal never really hit. It never sunk in because something was missing and they thought it was business related. And the tricky part is that so many of us start our business for our family. Like that's our motivator. You say, oh, what's your why? My babies, my husband, I want to bring my husband home. I want this. We all have these visions of why we started in the first place. And then we put our heads down and we work. And we say, this is just a season. This is just, you know, if I build it, they will come. I just got to keep going. And we're not looking up enough, to use your words, to have that vision to say, man, if the journey getting there steamrolls everyone and everything I love, including myself, was the juice really worth the squeeze? Like, was the destination even really worthwhile? So for me, everything I do now is through the lens of leadership because I want to continue to support these entrepreneurs to tap into who they're called to be, not just to build the business that they're called to build because there's a big difference, but more so for the sake of the family. I want to help more entrepreneurial parents and families integrate to create a life where business and family live in harmony. They're not these two separate hats that you wear that makes you constantly feel split in two. And that's the the phraseology that I hear all the time. I feel split in two, I feel spread thin. I feel like when I'm working, I'm guilty that I'm not with the kids. And when I'm with the kids, I feel stressed that I'm not there to put out all the fires in the business that are happening every single day. So for me, the gift in being raised by parents who ran their own businesses 
<clears throat> and uh, my aunts and uncles and, and working at my grandfather's law office in high school and all the different ways I got to witness it, the coolest thing was there wasn't that separation. When I really reflected over the last couple of years of, man, what was different about how my mom did it or how my grandfather did it, there was complete fluidity and harmony between family and business. There weren't boundaries. And I, I that's like a trigger word for a lot of people because we're being taught left and right boundaries, boundaries, we boundaries, create boundaries, right? Yes. Boundaries are good and they're smart and there are appropriate times to have them, but you are robbing your children of one of the greatest gifts you could ever give them, which is witnessing what it looks like to grow a business for the sake of your family. Mm. I learned hard work. I learned integrity. I learned patience. I learned what happens when you're faced with a challenge that seems so impossible and you question whether you're going to have money to put food on your family's table. What do you do? How do you handle that with grace? So many different things that you witness and pre-industrial revolution, that's how kids were raised. They were raised in every way in the home. The family was a, a unit truly, uh, and they watched and partook in whatever the business was. So whether the dad was a cobbler or he, you know, they worked the fields and they had a farm, those kids were getting their hands dirty. They were interacting with their families. They were being shepherded and guided and led by their parents, not by their peers and not by teachers or whatever. So we've lost that uh, culturally. So I want to start a revolution in helping these entrepreneurs who feel spread so thin and they feel like, am I going to lose my kids? Like, are they going to go in a direction that am I just is hope my strategy here? Or can I help them shake up the way they're doing entrepreneurship and parenthood, breathe life into those so that they become one and and take that pressure off parents to feel like they have to be leading in two different places at the same time and instead leverage the power of small business and entrepreneurship to raise leaders of their own. So that's my tangent, Tiff, because I feel really fired up about it. I could go on all day. No, I love it. And that's why I wanted to bring you in because you have such a powerful vision. And as we talk about vision, and I think every entrepreneur has done, you know, come January, let's do our vision for the year and, and those things. But so many people I find when they come in for branding work, I'm like, what is your vision for three, five, 10 years? And they're like, wow, I, you know, they maybe go out a year or so, but it's really hard to think that big. And I think it's so important for us if we want to leave a legacy to look at this bigger vision and, and then also to realize, you know, how we're making that impact. And I just love where you're heading because as again, as a parent and wife myself, I definitely see those two separate pieces. And so that's why I'm so excited and why, you know, you've been a client of mine, but I'm also a client of yours because like, who doesn't want that integration? I love that word integration because it's not, you know, everybody talks about balance. You have to balance. Um, and then I've even, I can't remember where I read it, but it was like, okay, you put on your hat. Like when you walk in the door, put on, you know, have a marker that you touch or something. So then you turn into the mom or the dad. And like, it, they're literally teaching to like be two separate personalities on top mm -hmm. of just trying to, to balance everything. And it's, it's not possible. So um, I get as fired up as you do about it. It's so awesome. Um, so I'd love to then just dig into that a little bit more. Um, for those that are listening, 
what are a few, I mean, obviously there's so much more. So at the end, everybody who's listening, um, we're going to obviously tell you how you can learn more from Liz, um, how you can follow her, all of those good things. But just for today, is there like a tip or two that you could leave for the viewers as far as where can they start? Like if they feel like they're very disconnected, is there just like one or two small things that they could start with to start to feel that integration? And again, maybe they don't have kids and children, but they, pro I mean, it's still this balance of having your work life and your personal life regardless. Right, right. Yeah, how your you know, home can look different for a lot of people. I mean, even if people are just married or whatever it might be, there still are relationships to be nurtured outside of business that you can, I feel like, especially if people are, you know, don't have kids or are single, it can get even more dangerous where work becomes both, fills both of those voids. I so experienced true. that before I was married and it was like, oh, sure, I could work till midnight because why not? Like, this is my thing. I don't have it, other distractions. The first thing I would say is I think opening the lines of communication is so critical. So I have a process that I walk people through to do this because it's one of the harder pieces. But if you haven't, you talk about vision and having that vision and casting it three to five years out, I'm all about that. And I, I we do this all the time, but I used to do it as an island. I used to say, okay, I'm going off to cast my business vision and my personal goals, mm. not, taking into account, man, do these weave beautifully into the fabric of my family mm -hmm. or my marriage or with my kids? It was just like mom's in her own lane, doing her own thing, and I'm going to just go and then I'll nurture this other life over here. So the first thing I would say is go through that visionary process as a family or with your spouse or with whomever, right? If you aren't married or you are single, who are people in your life that are deeply a part of who you are and, and celebrating you, who can you bring into this conversation? But especially if you have a family, have you sat down and cast the vision, including for your business, even if your kids are little like mine and not working in your business or your spouse has nothing to do with your business, I don't care. Are you sitting together around the, you know, in the living room and having this conversation about that vision? Because what will happen is one, you'll realize how much you haven't yet communicated why you do what you do and you'll come back to that because maybe it's been a few years yeah maybe you had this why in the beginning mm. but maybe you've distanced yourself from that or maybe you're not even honoring it honoring it anymore like i said before some people start their business for their family that's their why and then five years in their kids are like yeah you're not doing this for me like i i don't i don't feel the fruits of that labor i don't feel like you're anymore there for me because you're building this business while you're over here thinking i'm chugging along i'm doing it for them but they just want more mom or they just want more dad uh so having that conversation and painting that vision and and having allowing them to give their own picture of what the future holds and what it could look like and how you plan to work together as a team towards that vision. My kids are six, five, three. So no one's sitting at the desk with me for five hours a day working in the business, but they are intricately involved in the goals that we set and they know, so it changes everything. One, I've completely transformed what I say yes to because I'm more conscious of them. 
now I understand that, yeah, my business goal might be, you know, a half a million dollars in speaking engagements in the year or a million dollars or something like that. But if that has me traveling every other week and that is not in alignment with my family's values and what they want and their vision for life with me, we got to tweak those goals. Mm-hmm. And then when I do have some engagements where I'm leaving, they're, they they celebrate it. They're like, oh, mom's going to, we're going to get a little bit closer to this goal as a family or, okay, while mom's gone, all right, Jack, you've got the laundry. Marie, you're going to help getting your baby sister to bed. If she gets scared, you're going to be there for her. And we're all working as a team, even if I do have to remove myself from the home for whatever period of time. So open those lines of communication and start to cast that vision together and, and receive that feedback. And then the other thing I would say that's so powerful and it's going to sound so trivial, but it changes everything. And and unfortunately in, at least in the American culture, this is not the norm anymore because kids are so busy, not to mention us and life is just so chaotic, but are you having dinner device free around the table as a family Mm -hmm. every night? And if every night makes you gasp because you're like, oh my gosh, how the kids have practiced five nights a week and I have to do calls at night and whatever the excuses are, I would challenge you and say in that visionary process where you open those lines of communication, talk about your priorities. Talk about your priorities as a family because there might be some very simple solutions like eating device-free around a dinner table as a family for a half an hour that are being completely disregarded because you're too busy and too much is going on. But if your priority is family and connection and really working together as a team and you can't carve out those 30 minutes to really have those that special time, maybe it's worth looking at, we got to shift our activities around mm-hmm. or we have to change the way we do things or we have to change dinner time. Maybe we have to bump our dinner time if your kids are a little older and you can bump it a little later or whatever it looks like. But having that time to break bread together and share your day and share, talk about that vision for the future and how to get a little bit closer today uh, is so, so life-giving to a family uh, and to a leader in business. Let me tell you something. I work with only ambitious people, people who are like, yeah, I really want peace in my life, but if it comes at the expense of like profit and possibility, I don't really want peace so much. So I get it. I'm one of those people. But what I can tell you is, by doing this, you're not pushing the brake on your business. Your success in business and your sense of fulfillment and purpose in the work you're doing is going to follow the efforts I'm talking about over here in family. Absolutely. People think, oh man, if I shift my energy this way towards family, what's gonna, is it all gonna fall apart over here in business? It's no, you're gonna be aligned finally. It's going to feel right. You're going to get into a groove and things are going to start to come to life that you've never even had access to before. Yeah, that is, that is so huge. And I feel like it's so important because, you know, you grow up and your parents tell you like, oh, time flies by, you know, or you have a baby and they're like, people will say, oh, it's going to flash before your eyes. And you're like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then it, literally like you wake up my daughter's eight now and I'm like oh wow it, this is really the case so again I totally hear you on the dinner pieces it's if you don't have that and you're just constantly going one day you wake up you will wake up and then you're like wow we didn't really spend time together mm-hmm. which is so sad and then I really love the vision piece too so this is 
the main reason that I wanted you to be in the, the theme for vision, because it isn't just about the typical vision and the goals, it's this holistic view and how you can include your family. And I think that's just so beautiful. And, and how special does that make the, your, your family feel too, you know? And when I did that with my, my family, my daughter said something I've never, I've never, I don't know why I've never thought of this. It's kind of funny, but she was like, well, mom, I want to work for you someday, you Aww. know, and, and she's been coming up and like doing logos, you know, with me, she'll creative direct and I'll make it. And, um, and it's so fun. And I like, literally the thought never even crossed my mind. I was like, oh, I'll probably just retire one day. And the, you know, even though I'm about legacy, I thought I would sell it or something. Um, and that was when my daughter was younger, but she's so showing an interest and who knows if she doesn't take it on, that's totally fine too. But just those thoughts of how you can involve them, even if it's for the time being, um, is, is so, so huge. So thank you for sharing that. And if you're listening, I hope that you take Liz up on this, um, because I think it's such a profound tip that most of us don't think about. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Cool. All right. So the last piece is what are you, or my last question is what are you most excited and proud about creating or doing that will stand the test of time? Mm. Outside of my kids, are they, they don't count? In they count too. I guess that's kind of a given. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> so we'll like with it. maybe within the business, we can clarify mm -hmm. a little bit more. Yeah. So one thing that we have in development, well, not even in development, we're come the launching of this podcast, it'll be um, out into the world. But we, for years, I've been uh, kind of a high touch business, meaning I worked with high level clients, I had uh, consulting, I have masterminds, the one of the, that you're in, I have other masterminds, uh, I have different ways that people can just work with us as a company. And we've felt insanely called to serve these families because I always work with the entrepreneur mm -hmm. and there are all these tools and resources to support the entrepreneur in business and there are plenty of resources to support the parent in parenthood but there's nothing that speaks to the realities that are just different when you've chosen and said yes to running your own business that feeds your family like there's just a different life it is end of story and there's no there's it's not better it's just different mm -hmm. and there's nothing that says how do we do this like how do we navigate this so two things that we're doing are both directly supporting the entrepreneurial family and it's a lot of the stuff that we talked about today tiff but it's it's going way deeper. So one thing that's really cool, this summer we have something called Camp Luminary. So Camp Luminary, I'm so excited about. It's the first of its kind and it's an actual summer camp. Well, it's a couple of days. So it's an experience for entrepreneurs and the leaders they're raising. And there's gonna oh, cool. be entrepreneurship training, uh, leadership training for the kids. They're gonna have an opportunity to pitch their business ideas and walk away with seed money. We have guest speakers. And it's. I look at it as these families are coming in one way, spread thin, you know, split into grinding away, trying to figure it out, thinking they're just in a season, disconnected from their kids, um, watching their kids kind of lose confidence or not know what they're called to do or have the school system kind of beat them down as to encouraging them to tap into their gifts, but instead trying to make them too well-rounded and, and instead coming out as a what we call a founder family, a family that has integrated 
both the kids and the parents, business and family, um, as a family team on a mission together. And so that camp is is going to be life altering. And with it, there's this mini mastermind on either end of it that is going to support these families before and after. And it's an actual mastermind for parents and their kids together. So all those conversations that are tough to have with your kids of like, hey, device addiction is real. Here are the stats. Here are the reasons why this is going to dilute your possibility in your life. Or, hey, parents, you're friggin' addicted to your devices too. Let's talk about that right in front of your kids who we're going to ask to hold you accountable. Or the conversations around, you know, peer attachment and caring what other people think or living in a social media world. All the things that worry us as parents are going to be directly addressed and supported throughout this process. And these kids and families are going to start to have their own community of other entrepreneurial families that they can lean on and mastermind with and support. But the other thing that um, you're involved with that I'm so excited about is we're hosting what we're calling a rally cry. To me, this work feels less like a business and more like a call to arms where I am watching real time, my clients, my peers uh, suffer at the at the hand of the of entrepreneurship and not even know it their families are suffering these kids are going to lose opportunity because the parents are on autopilot and just going and they can't lift their head up enough to be able to see that they're drowning and nothing's going to change if nothing changes so we're hosting what we're calling a rally cry call And it is a call to arms for all these entrepreneurial parents who feel spread thin, who feel split in two, who want nothing more than to raise these independent thinking, creative, passionate kids who go on to live their calling. They don't just follow the flow of the river or get trapped into whatever society's standards are, but instead has the courage to be who they're called to be and and make that impact in the world. But that's a tall order. So we're going to be talking about on this call, the how, like, what does it look like to one, be the leader, the parent, these kids need to become that because newsflash, we can't outsource it. You know, the school's not going to do it for us. Society's not going to do it for us. In fact, they're working against us. So we, we can't just be like, oh, where's it? What's a good curriculum I can plug my kid into and I don't have to be a part of the process. They are watching us and we need to know what is on us to model for them to even give them a chance at that. And then on top of it, how can we actively support them? What tools, resources, conversations, community do they need? So that rally cry call is something I'm really excited about. I'm curious to see who joins us because uh, to me, it's going to really shed a light on who, ha- who really has this call on, on their heart like we do, Tiff? Like who really feels like, man, uh, I might feel spread thin. I might not have capacity. I might not know what it looks like to be successful in business and at home, but I'm willing to step up to the plate and draw draw that line in the sand and do whatever is required. Like, let's go. So uh, that rally cry call is going to be happening very soon. And uh, I'm excited and and happy to invite any of your listeners to that too. It's just a free call. It's it's truly, we'll walk through a lot of how, so there'll be some great takeaways, but it's also kind of like a light a fire under our butts. Let's go lead the charge kind of movement starter kind of call too. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited for that myself. And so um, yeah, if you're listening and this is like, just, you just feel it in your heart, this call and like Liz is talking about, we have a special link that we're going to put in the show notes. Um, so you can join Liz and I will be there too, because even though I'm already part of 
part of your circle. Um, I, I just can't wait to hear this. And I think that it is truly unique. And like you said, nobody else is doing this work and it's desperately, desperately needed. So I am super, super excited. So that is um, luminaryleadership.co.com backslash legacy. That'll be in the show notes. Also, um, of course, you can reach out to Liz. Um, the website is luminaryleadershipco.com. And it's the same on Instagram, right, Liz? Uh, on Instagram, it's at Eliz Hartke. So okay, E-L-I-Z-H-A-R-T-K-E. Yeah. And you can feel free to reach out there. But yeah, the yeah. best place to go probably is um, luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash uh, legacy. Legacy, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I just hope that the, I trust that the right people are listening to this at the right time. And I know that my tribe of legacy leaders um, are absolutely going to love this discussion because, you know, what are we here for if it's not to not only leave a legacy for our business, but for our families and to have that integration. So I'm super, super excited to share this with others. And just thank you again so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Tiff. I, and this was such a joy. And I'm so glad you you have brought this mission to life through a podcast because I feel like it's so needed and it's going to change a lot of lives. Awesome. Thank you so much. And remember, if you're not consciously building a legacy, you're simply building a brand unconsciously. I hope this discussion with Liz inspired you to take action, even if it's simply moving the needle 1% towards the direction of your legacy and your vision, because if we all focus on making an impact, the ripple effect we have together can truly make a difference. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next time. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Legacy Lounge podcast. Connect with me on Instagram at Tiffany Newman Creative. I would also love to hear your feedback to see what resonates with you and what you'd like to hear in the future. If you love this episode, please provide a review and we will be forever grateful. You can always find links and resources shared on the show by going to yourlegacybrand.com. Remember, what you leave behind is not what is engraved in stone monuments, but what is woven into the lives of others. What are you doing today to pour into others and to leave your legacy?